when somebody steps into one of my health clubs or should any other health club, that's it. Like when I'm talking about cardio, what do you like to do the best? Do you like to walk the best, ride a bike? Well, we're gonna ride a treadmill, right? Now, eventually I may introduce you to other things, right? But at the end of the day, we're gonna start with what you like. All right, thank you everybody for joining us for the Run the Race podcast. We are now in February, which is actually my birthday month. My birthday will be here in a, uh, a couple of weeks. I will be uh, 48 years old, uh, inching towards 50. And uh, my guest for today is just a tad older than me, but I said, actually we're recording this on his birthday. It's Charlie Lindsay, who has spent, uh, as of this summer coming up, 50 years in the health and fitness industry, owned and operated or overseeing the management of more than 200 health clubs during that period. And so, you know, we are just about a month into the new year, 2024. A lot of folks, you know, have those goals, those resolutions. I, I want to I wanna get fit. I want to lose weight. Uh, I want to eat better. And um, sometimes those goals kind of fall off, you know, now that we're a month in. And so we're going to talk about how to stick to those things and how to motivate yourself, how to discipline yourself to do that. I'm uh, also going to talk to him about um, uh, previously holding the bench press record for Alabama, doing a bunch of iron mans and running these gyms and also he was the founder and president of American Club Systems, ACS, the largest health club consulting company in the entire U.S., currently owns four health clubs and a consulting company, uh, which includes Max Fitness Licensing Company. I'm a member there at Max Fitness in Columbus, and this is really cool. Uh, he is one of the founders of Fit Life Health Clubs, which is a new health club chain. Uh, they plan to be at uh, more than 20 locations in five years, um, and a lot of folks hear about HIT training nowadays, and there's this thing called PUSH. Uh, he's actually co-founder of Push Fitness Zone Training, which was a new heart rate monitor large group training boutique. We hear a lot these days about heart rate monitoring and, and running by effort, by feel, and doing other things like that as well. Uh, so he is definitely an expert in this field. Um, back in 1979, he got a BS degree in business administration from Auburn University. So we'll give uh, Ch Charlie a, a war eagle there <laughs> as well. He has completed five full Ironman competitions, a bunch of those halves as well, and marathons. And he won the Alabama State Bodybuilding um, Championship previously. Of course, an avid fitness enthusiast who lives in Phoenix City, Alabama. Charlie, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Jason. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, and, and most important thing in your bio that maybe we didn't mention is you've been married for 40 years yep. and you're a member of Cascade Hills Church because I know family and faith are super important to you in your life. Yeah, it has to be. You know, we, we talked about early, we get so busy and the balance of that's so important to turn around and make sure at the middle of everything we just... Uh, Honor God and, and uh, you can be fit, honor God, take care of your family and work all at the same time. Yeah, so. and we're going to talk later about, you know, um, you know, prayer and faith and how that correlates yep. with our workouts, Wonderful. with our coworkers, all yes. kinds of things. But I mentioned it previously, you know, our New Year's goals mm -hmm. um, and uh, people make those, maybe, maybe they call them resolutions mm -hmm. and to, to get fitter, to eat healthier, to mm -hmm. maybe lose some weight. So uh, as somebody who's been in this industry for five decades, yeah. um, you see these trends, you know, people, you know, the people walk in January 1st, January 4th, the gym is full. <laughs> it's packed. People are on the treadmills, people uh, lifting weights, and then, you know, maybe mid-February, um, it's like half full, uh, what it usually, what, it, mm -hmm. what they saw in early January. So is that something that you still see? And, and, and um, is that something gyms kind of work on to try to combat? Oh, 100%. That's our goal. And, and to, 
to make sure that the, the New Year's resolution people stay all year. And, and my advice to that is I love re New Year's resolutions. I really do. I love Monday mornings where we start over again after we ate too much on the weekend, right? <laughs> and, and so I, I think part of that is from a standpoint, and, and I call it sneaking up on fitness uh, for all the people that are uh, deconditioned and trying to get back in shape, or even if you've got a, a, a real serious fitness goal, uh, just just take it a little bit at a time and, and you'll have a tendency not to get to the point where you're overworking out, you're burnout, uh, you hadn't achieved your goals and that sort of thing. And so if you can just do it a little bit at a time, don't, you, you know, you're, you're a great marathon runner. It, it, uh, it's the old days when I listened to Zig Ziglar. You know, he ran to his mailbox to begin with, and then he walked, right? And then you work your way up. Fitness is the same way. If you're going to lift weights, start real light. Make sure your workouts are short. And then also cap your workouts. At some point, the average person needs to be between 30 minutes to an hour. If they get more than that, they, would, they just won't feel comfortable. They'll have uh, a cold or something, have, have a negative feedback. So, so the goal is, I call it sneaking up on fitness just, just a little bit at a time. And sure, you can eventually get to maybe an hour and a half in some cases. But, uh, but to, to be fit, if four or five times a week, if we can get 30 minutes to an hour, we're going to be in good shape. And, you know, folks, maybe, you know, they might start over and want, really want to kind of get back into fitness and, and eating better when they're maybe in their 40s or 50s. Yes. Uh, but if you haven't been consistently doing it, you're not going to be able to do what you did when you were 25 years old. It's just, it's a different mindset. So I think that, you know, you were talking about how, you know, start with a little lower weights. And yeah. so, and that's kind of changing your, your idea about like, hey, I could do that 20 years ago. Well, maybe you can't do the same thing now because you haven't, you know, had that repetition, right? No, 100%. I had the privilege of meeting Ray Wilson. Uh, he actually, uh, founded the life cycle uh, and uh, Ray was one of the legends in our business and uh, I, at, at one point he moved to Mexico and he was doing a chain of health club and I, I met him about three years ago and at that time Ray was 91 and he showed me pictures of when he worked out in his 20s, 30s, 40s and what's neat about it, in 91 he still worked out, it was a different workout, right? And so that's what you're saying Jason is from a standpoint we're going to work out, right? It's just the weights are lighter, uh, the movements are different, uh, you know, I, I got blessed and broke the bench press record in the state of Alabama, and that was with a straight bar. But I realized soon after that that a straight bar is not necessarily the best thing for your health and injury. So I immediately went to all dumbbells and all pulleys. And so since that period of time, you know, I, I really have not had a lifting injury since then. Uh, and so even though you can produce just so there's things that we've learned and and uh, to, to how to where you can lift or run the rest of your life if you do it properly uh, uh, form and, and things of that nature. Now, so tell me, when was this bench press record for Alabama? <laughs> how, how much weight are we talking about? Yeah. When was this? Yeah, again, we're, we're, we're day, <laughs> boy, boy, we're talking to age now. Uh, in, in 1979, as a, as a 148, I did a 355, which that broke the 148 record. And then later on, I, I got heavier at 165, and I did a 405. Now, all those bench press records have been broken, I'm sure, many times since then. But I was a power lifter at the time, and then slowly went from power lifting into bodybuilding. And then that's when I won the Alabama Bodybuilding Championship in 1983. And then at that point, that was as far as I could take my body, so I stopped competing. And then really, I hate to say it, just really got into business mode at that point. 
So. But I mean, but this is more than t uh, clearly more than twice your body weight oh, yeah. um, lifting that. Um, is that something that you know um, you know you were striving for, and you felt like you know I mean was was important to you to kind of hit certain numbers? Because that's a lot of people focus on those things, and and that can be a good and a bad thing. Yeah. But focusing on the numbers and 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 trying to um, you know kind of do something you've never done before. One hundred percent. I love PRs. I love I love coaching people in fitness and and. Uh, I admire people like yourself. Well, you still do marathons, so I, but I need a, I need a competition. I need to compete. Uh, and so uh, it keeps me more focused. My workout's more intense. The way I eat is better. And so whether it was bodybuilding or powerlifting, I really did want that goal to say, hey, when, I, when at one point, I, just like now, I held that record. In 83, I was the Mr. Alabama, right? And so, so that title can't be taken away. Uh, and, and so, and then in later years, I looked up and said, well, I want to run a marathon. And so went to Albany Marathon at, at, at age 50 and ran it. And I said, well, this is good. So I did a couple of those. And I said, well, what's harder than that? And they said, well, it's this Ironman. And so I said, well, well what is that? And they said, well, you've got to swim 2.4 miles. You've got to ride a bike for 112 and then you've got to run a marathon. The problem is I couldn't swim. And so, uh, but with that and with the help of Joanne Kogel and, and, uh, she just uh, was such a great coach and then was able to accomplish that and, and to, to, to go on to do five forwards. Yeah, and, 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 and you know, a half Ironman mm -hmm. um, is a big accomplishment, mm -hmm. but full Ironman, it's a lot. I mean, you're out there for, I mean, depending on your, your mm -hmm. status, you know, 12, 16 hours, yes. and it's, it's, a lot, it's a lot of work. I mean, you're on the bike, swimming, running a lot. So uh, what, what made you want to do that? I mean, I know obviously you said you're competitive mm -hmm. and you're a bodybuilder, but, you know, going you know, from <laughs> lifting weights strictly and bench pressing and yes. focusing on your muscles and, and your, your shape, uh, switching that to like where the Ironman's a lot of cardio, right? Oh, it is, and and it's a totally different mindset, totally different group of guys and and, and girls, and uh, it was just refreshing to me, and it kind of fit my age, uh, because at some point, you know, I worked on the the muscular structure, if you was for a while, and it's not that I had a wonderful track coach back in high school, so it wasn't like I was divorced from running. I've always even though I'm not built for it at five, six and, and, and uh, stocky, that, that's not designed for an Ironman at all, but I still love it, it's fun. And, and I love the competition of it. And uh, uh, it, it's, it's been good, it's, been, it's, it's so much fun to be able to have the knowledge of both sports. So that's what's been fun. A lot of variety. So any, any Ironmans or anything else coming up in your future or? Uh? Oh yeah, yeah, I, I will hit Cozumel in September 22nd. I'll do a half there. And uh, again, I, I, and what a great place to hang out when you get through with the race. So it's just, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, you've burned a lot of calories at that point. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the first time I did it, uh, I literally went down there by myself and uh, you know, after the first eight miles, you take a right-hand turn and all of a sudden you, the, for 17 miles, the, the beach is crashing to your right and it's just beautiful. And um, so uh, I, I just got hooked on either Panama City or, or Cozumel, those type ocean swims. And, and again, this comes from a guy that's not a good swimmer, but I like the bigger challenges. It's been fun. And, you know, for um, someone who, you know, whose birthday is today mm -hmm. that we're recording this, mm -hmm. um, what would you say to folks that, I mean, whether it be going to the gym, yeah. trying to do Ironmans or trying to, you know, uh, play tennis, golf, whatever it is, um, you know, they, the, the old adage is age is just a number, yeah. but I mean, it's easy to say, but to kind of continue doing 
the fitness stuff, you know, into your 60s, into your 70s mm -hmm. and beyond. Uh, what would you say to folks about come on, maybe some of the secret ingredients to making that happen? Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's funny. It, it's neat. It's, it's, it's really not a secret. It's real simple. If you will really passionately dedicate yourself to move and just let that sink in, I am going to move, right? And then you decide what that defines, right? Uh, uh, you know, I, I think weight training, you know, I, I, I was blessed. I got involved with weight training because I was short and wanted to play sports. Couldn't be any taller, but I could be stronger, right? And so that's, that's literally why I got into weight training, right? Can't, can't, can't be it's six. funny how things work out. Oh, right? it's not complicated, right? You know, I, I thought I was 6'5 until I got in college. and come to out, I was 5'6". <laughs> and and so, so didn't have any choice. I had to lift weights, right? And so, so part of that is from a standpoint as we dedicate yourself to move, and then also the attitude is there is nothing I cannot do. Um, and, and, and now, again, you can't do it overnight. You can do it. And, and then, uh, you know, as my, my – uh, track coach had said um, uh, Sam Roberts years ago um, I'll make you a champion it may be your backyard but you will be a champion uh, and, and so uh, for many people walking a mile is a champion right yeah. but but the key is you dedicate yourself to movement and then when you do that you'll do all the rest of the things to moving because uh, you know other than spiritual um, um, the, your fitness is the most important because you can't take your family o over a long period of time without being fit. Uh, you can't move, you can't be mobile, and all those things are important. And so I, I would urge everybody to dedicate themselves to movement because if you keep moving, then you'll do the other things to keep moving. Yeah, and it's yeah. body, mind, and spirit. And you kind of reference the spiritual aspect of it. You know, um, you know maybe some people kind of correlate or put them together, but faith mm -hmm. and fitness, which mm -hmm. is what we talk about on a regular basis here sure. on the Run the Race podcast, um, with with workouts. I mean, what you know, I just talked to somebody on on the the episode that came out last week who um, you know overcame a bunch of injuries and drug addiction years ago mm -hmm. and all kinds of things, and now he just ran his first hundred mile race. And he talked about the correlations between endurance for mm -hmm. our Christian walk and our, our fitness or running or whatever it is that you choose your sport. Um, what would you say in terms of faith and fitness, how they collide for you and maybe a lot of other people? You know, I think you, you got a couple of things there. If, if you've ever, whether it be run a marathon, the first one you did, or whether it's an Ironman, at some point you're going to want to quit, if you're honest. Uh, there's going to be things that come up. You're going to have an injury in the middle of it. But, but at the end of the day, you don't quit because you have the faith that your body's going to take you through. Um, the uh, in life we have a faith that in God that we don't um, quit because we know that He's the end and that uh, He will uh, protect us. He will get us through, and so therefore. We have the confidence level through that faith, not through us, because ultimately we're going to fail. We're going to come up short. I know I do that every day. Um, but ultimately, we, uh, through faith and uh, thank goodness through grace, we're able to accomplish anything. Uh, I, in my quiet time, uh, I read uh, Philippians. Uh, it, it, through God that strengthens us, we can do all things. Yes. Um, and uh, it was funny. I had funny. I was in, uh, matter of fact, Cosmel and doing a full, 
and I was having a tough time on a run. It was hot, and I had the abbreviation Philippians uh, on the back. It, it, and, and so, and that's mostly um, South American and European running the race. So they came up, pat me on, and say, Phil, you can do it. They <laughs> <laughs> thought you were Phil. They, they thought I was Phil, but, but it was great. But, uh, but yeah, it, it's just, uh, and, 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 and I think we continue to surround ourselves with people that encourage us, um, and it makes a, makes a lot of difference. And you, I mean, you're, you're emotional about it because yeah. Maybe you've been through some things, or and, and you, yes. or you maybe you've seen, uh, yes. um, well, not maybe, but you definitely you've seen God uh, yes. work through maybe your your company, through your family, yep. through your life, and and so you're kind of, yeah, you know, kind of proof of that faith, right? Oh, 100 percent. And and um, you know, um, we've been uh, so blessed to be. Uh, uh, our companies are blessed. Uh, we we. And again, it's not that everything's perfect. God doesn't uh, promise that, but God's promise is He's going to be that with us through everything, right? And so, we're uh, lucky from the standpoint that we're able to uh, make sure that we really can change people's lives, not only physically but spiritually, if we good, do a good job. As, as and so, we dedicate ourselves to we pray before our business meetings. Uh, we, uh, matter of fact, uh, Bob Jeswell prays that our uh, uh, triathlons and our races and so we try to do that it, it's a small thing but it can be a big thing in other people's lives uh, even though that's a small thing to say you know we pray before our food and things of that nature but th- that's our very tiny way of saying we honor God and so but when other people see us doing that then they they question and they say you know, hey, why are you doing that? And we say, because this, these are the reasons. And so it's been neat to see that, really has. And how do you, I mean, like whether people are believers or not, yeah. like you said, how do people like, you know, whether, whether it be in the gym space, yeah. businessmen and women, yeah. how do they react to mm-hmm. like your, like making prayer a priority, yeah. you know, before kind of talking business? Yeah, and, and I think part of that is, and, and I, I learned this from my pastor, I'm gonna love on you either way. Uh, you know, like if, if you don't participate in prayer, it's okay. So I'm saying, I'm gonna do it, but you don't have to. Not gonna judge them. No, I mean, judge. It's like fitness. In other words, I I I, I preach fitness all day long. But but if you want to be in a pie contest, I'm gonna cheer you on. We, we're gonna have a, <laughs> we all we love pie. Right? <laughs> I love pie, right? Exactly. <laughs> and and so I think that's the whole point is is we're 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 taught to be kind to people no matter what, right? And that's the attraction to it. Uh, matter of fact, it was funny in, in one of our races in Callaway. Um, it, and, and, you know, all of a sudden, Bob didn't say the prayer. And I said, well, what happened? They said, well, somebody complained. I said, well, no, no, we're going to say the prayer. We'll give their money back, you know. Uh, and, but, it, but, but I wasn't trying to be mean. It was just the fact that that's our little way of making a statement because we really do want everybody to have a safe race, you know, and that's how we do it. And, and so, but anyway, we, we, we find those ways. But, but ultimately, if we do it in a way that, hey, I'm going to be in your corner either way, um, I think that's what makes people feel comfortable. Yeah, and you were talking about kind of the business aspect of it. You know, I, I kind of went down the mm-hmm. uh, the list and, and what you've done over the last five decades in the health and fitness industry and helping you know um, you know two hundred clubs and, and mm-hmm. through different you know mm-hmm. overseeing them or, or, mm-hmm. or consulting for mm-hmm. them. Um, what what kind of you know in that in this time and I'm sure you've seen like tons of changes. Mm-hmm. But what are some of the current or maybe new trends? Mm-hmm in the fitness industry and in, in, in gyms now, uh, maybe are we heading a certain direction 
or are things going to stay pretty similar to where they've been for mm -hmm. the last few years? You know, there, there's always trends, uh, whether it be scientific. You know, the neat thing about being in the business 50 years, I can remember when Dr. Cooper coined the phrase aerobics. There was no such thing as the word aerobics until he phrased it. And then, and then when the jogging, jogging, That's you know, right, exactly. Turn, you know, <laughs> jazzer side, yeah, People exactly. wearing the leotards. Yeah, with leotards, uh, you know, uh, Susan Powder, bless her heart. I, I, I talked to her a couple of times, uh, ex myself, and and uh, uh, so you know, I, I've I've seen the trends. What's the, but to give you a current trend, let's be honest with you, people really have. Um, woke up to weight training and understanding that longevity uh, can be, uh, and, and this is coming from a guy that runs a lot and, and, and uh, a guy that does Ironman, but, but the, the, the newest, latest scientific trend is there's a lot of people now weight training way up in age and they realize how healthy it is. So if you would say that the trend is I'm seeing a lot more um, um, weight training where in the past years we'd kind of put it over in the corner and and, uh, you know, uh, but now I can look down and see high school girls, 10th grade, they're grabbing a dumbbell, they're grabbing a pulley, and they don't care if the guy next to them bench stresses four or five or not. It doesn't matter to them because they know it's healthy for them. You know? And, uh, you know, to that point, and this is Bailey, you know, a question, because I come from this perspective, and maybe some, a lot of mm -hmm. the listeners do as well, is that, like, maybe you feel, like, intimidated when you walk into the gym. Yeah. And maybe because you haven't, don't have a lot of experience with weightlifting, whether it be a machine or free weights or whatever, that you feel like, okay, I just don't know how to do this. I want to do it where I'm not going to hurt myself. Um, I don't even know how much weight I'm supposed mm -hmm. to be lifting here. And so how do you get past that? I mean, does it take hiring a personal trainer? Does it take just kind of maybe some like-minded friends that can help you know spot and, and yeah. teach you? I, I think it's a little bit of all the above, Jason, what you said. Um, let me plug Mac Fitness. Uh, you know, we're a full service gym, and so ultimately we'll make sure that you feel comfortable and put on a good program without buying personal training. And we have personal training available, but ultimately it's very important that all of our members feel comfortable. And, you know, um, I know I have a problem at my age with technology, and if I buy a new car, if I don't sit there and let uh, um, the guys teach me through things, I won't know. There'll be bells and whistles on, on my Suburban. I, I don't know how to get right. These smartphones, I don't know if they, oh, there, there you go. I don't they make us feel different. <laughs> <laughs> no. And, and so, so again, I, I think the, the, the word there is just make people feel comfortable. Uh, and then I think the other thing is, too, is to, to realize we're all on our fitness journey whether you're taking your first step or whether you're running a marathon, we're all doing the same thing, right? You just have me on your first step. And the first step is the most important. And I think the more that you are in an environment that can make you feel more comfortable, uh, I think that's important. I really do. And you got to find what do you love to do? What do you enjoy doing? And, and that might make you stick with it more than anything else. And, and Jason, you said the right word. And, and when somebody steps into one of my health clubs or should any other health club, that's it. Like when I'm talking about cardio, what do you like to do the best? Do you like to walk the best, ride a bike? Well, we're going to ride a treadmill, right? Now, eventually I may introduce you to other things, right? But at the end of the day, we're going to start with what you like because you're going to be more familiar with it, be more comfortable with it, and we're going to bring your fitness level up from there. What if I what if I like to eat pizza? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, what, what's neat about it is, well, we're going to start working out, but we're going to let you eat pizza, and then eventually <laughs> we're going to cut the number of pieces down. That's and, right. And then, like you know, run a little bit that, more and, and burn those calories. Um, and we were talking about trends in um, in fitness, and and uh, I mentioned earlier how you were the co-founder of Push Fitness Zone mm -hmm. Training, uh, which they do 
do at Max Fitness, mm -hmm. and it's heart rate monitored, and it's group training. So you yes. got boutiques that do that, yeah. big gyms that do yeah. it. Um, so uh, where did that idea come from? Um, and and uh, I guess push stands for something, or just means you got to push. Well, it, yeah, it literally is that you you, you have to push, and, and a couple of things. Uh, matter of fact, let me uh, plug uh, and and. It, I originally started Society Fitness here, which is a boutique, and Matt Garner and his wife own it, and they're just good uh, Christian people and, and do a, a fantastic job of that. And, and Matt, I can't brag on him and Tamara enough. Um, but really, I was a big fan of Orange Theory Fitness when it first came out. I, I flew down to, to Tampa, and I was uh, in Ironman training at that time, and I was really in good shape. And so I got beside a treadmill, beside a deconditioned um, housewife if you would and when we got through I looked at her heart rate and she had outworked me even though she was walking right and and I said what a neat class that you can have somebody training for an Ironman beside somebody that's deconditioned but the heart rate monitor said that she outworked me does, does that make sense you can see what your heart rate is you see you what your heart rate is heart rate monitor right exactly and I said well this is really neat and that was before anybody knew about heart rate monitor and I said well let me get on the front end of this and so I worked really hard to develop a program with a friend of mine, Justin Knorrier, uh, to develop something that we felt like, even again, let me say this, I'm a big fan of Orange Theory, that was slightly better than Orange Theory. And so that is what the program is about. Uh, and it's, a, it's, a, it's an hour workout that before you get bored on the treadmill or a bike or a rower or the weight re resistance, you, we move the class. And it's a perfect balance between resistance and cardio. And that's normally a struggle right where you love to run but we got to get you lifting weights because ultimately that'll keep you running you know you just one of these catch kettlebells and all 100 exactly very much so and uh kathy fuller uh, who's at max fitness yes. now and she you know has taught those classes for a long time push i've been in several classes with her and, mm -hmm. and you're kind of going like you know to different levels um, you know green red and you're kind mm -hmm. of you know you want to be in a certain zone for a certain amount of time 10 percent or 30 percent mm -hmm. and then you kind of move back down so um for you you know and and somebody who's who's you know an expert and in, in, who has been in this industry for a long time how important is heart rate because like i have a friend that's in his 70s that i run with uh, on a regular basis he wears the heart rate strap monitor mm -hmm. because he wants to keep track of that and that's kind of effort based mm -hmm. um, more so than like okay i want to run this fast yes. or this far um, i want to you know get up to like 150 or mm -hmm. 140 or 180 you know um, beats per minute um, so uh, what, what's the value of knowing that heart rate when you're working out you know i think you have to you get scientific approach like you said it's effort based on, on a bike we have a power meter and and and, and so and you have heart rate when you're running and and so that just actually as a coach to say here's where i need to be perfect for me for my age and my weight and and i think anything we do encourage but the other side of that too let's not get totally addicted to gadgets because there's nothing wrong with going out with a good run you know when you feel good right and you can look at your watch and know that you should be running a 12 minute mile or an eight minute mile right and and so so part of that is it, it really is good but but anything that you can do uh, if that watch or whether it's watching your heart rate is a coach for you, that's perfect. It, 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 because the, the people that are, are really serious about getting the most out of that hour will do the balance and, and, uh, and, and watch their, their heart rate. They really will.
because people were getting fit in the 80s and 90s without all these gadgets as well. One, right? one over there. <laughs> and that's what I said. You know, like I've seen, you know, in, in triathlon, I've, I've seen people look and the computer and the bike didn't work. They literally didn't get on their bike. And I said, are you kidding me? You know. <laughs> <laughs> the bike will still work. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, you uh, we talked before as well is that you are also, I think I didn't mention mm-hmm. this, but co-founder of 1513 Fitness. You do hormone therapy, wellness, mm-hmm. weight loss center. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, uh, talk to us a little bit about the advances in, in, in that field. Sure. Um, in terms sure. of, you know, because um, when people hear hormone therapy, it can be a little like, whoa, I don't know much about that, or it's a little controversial, yeah, sure. or, you know, kind of weight loss centers. I'm, does that mean I need to take a pill? And yeah. is it safe? So um, is that kind of, um, you know, kind of a, almost like a, something that's next to all your workouts and stuff you do? Well, it, it's, it's um, again, I'll try to make a, a really good long story short. Um, uh, my wife was a pharmaceutical rep for 26 years, and she said Dr. Harpin went on his own to do hormone therapy, and and um, and I said, well, that's neat. And and so uh, my partner at the time, and uh, and I guess at that time we were probably, I'm gonna guess probably 50, and and working the energy has always been important to me. Uh, and so we went to Dr. Harper, and our hormone therapy, uh, our our hormone level of testosterone was low, and so. We started uh, supplementing shots for hormone therapy, and all of a sudden our energy level just went out the roof. Mm. Uh, our recovery got good. And so, God forbid we tell anybody, because <laughs> you know, even though we was under doctor's care. So I started telling my buddies from Atlanta and then Dothan, they would come up, and, and all of a sudden I was just referring people to Dr. Harper right and left, and oh. I can't brag on him enough. But anyway, I went from there to opening up a clinic, and so uh, uh, Jeremy and, and and Becca Blowers are my main partners, but Dr. Harper also is a minority partner with us. And, and uh, it's just taken off. It's just been fantastic. I've seen um, just men and women both now, because I got into it to, to you know, because guys would work hard, they'd take your family, and all of a sudden they really thought they were supposed to fall apart. And I just didn't believe that. Uh, and, and so through exercise, movement, and through, in some cases, hormone therapy, uh, a guy can be active and feel just as good as he did when he was 25. Yeah. Uh, and so, and then all of a sudden I looked up, well, the females want the same thing, right? And then uh, when it comes to the, the weight loss side, um, some people need to have a jump start. Now, eventually you still got to back down your calories and, and, and you've got to eat in moderation, but ultimately some people have a difficulty with that. And that's when we help them kind of get a jump start to lose that initial 10 pounds, sometimes that initial 30 pounds. But eventually, and that's what we coach them, eventually we, we, we have to obviously work on how they eat. Because so. people, I mean, like, you know, and I think, you know, you've seen this time and time again, mm-hmm. when people see the results, yes. whether it be hormone therapy or, you know, um, maybe even a surgery or mm-hmm. like working out or whatever, mm-hmm. eating better. Um, when they see the results, it's like that gives you a, a boost of confidence that, okay, I need, I can keep going. Yeah, Jason, you said it right. And, and that's so, even though I say sneak up on fitness, if we can set up a win early, does that make sense? Yeah. To where all of a sudden, bam, I've got it. Because, you know, life's about attitude and how hard you work. I mean, simple as it is. And so if, if we have to get your attitude right, let's get your attitude. Now let's go to work, right? And so it's fun. Yeah. You know? 
And uh, speaking of attitude and kind of, uh, you know, having fun with stuff, mm -hmm. and we talked about push fitness, mm -hmm. and those are kind of, a lot of those are group classes. Yes. Um, so t tell me about, you know, um, and, and this, you may have a lot of experience with group yourself, or maybe mm -hmm. you did a lot of weightlifting by yourself, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Ironmans, like you yeah. said, making a trip by yourself. Um, what's the, what's the, uh, how does it affect people when they do stuff with a group? I mean, because you could be in there like a 25-year-old with a 65-year-old or mm -hmm. whatever, and um, like you said, there's different levels of hitting that heart rate but um, does the group fitness does it um, you know really is it attractive for a lot of folks it, it really is and, and and part of that is from a standpoint is you have two things you you have the 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 community of it and then you have the accountability of it and so to, there's nothing better I had uh, a friend of mine Tony Medlin when I was competing we had we did every workout together for six years uh, and his accountability we were competitive with each other we competed out there and 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 so that partner are in that group atmosphere because you have that people who are cheering you on uh and then that was what was neat about um the the triathlon world or the ironman world generally everybody really does cheer you on uh i i, I just matter of fact i was at uh bill purvis leadership right before i came up here and there was a, a couple there and I was on one of my 100 mile, mile run, mile bikes uh, for training for an Ironman. And I had stopped to pull my shoes off just to walk a little bit. I had hot feet, if you ever had that before. Yeah. And, uh, but I was five miles away from fishing 100. And they just checked on me. And, 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 and matter of fact, they, they kind of reminisced about, because they didn't know me at the time. And it was neat to think back in those old days. But again, they encouraged me even though I was by myself. So I would definitely encourage people. We all need accountability. No matter what we're doing in life, we need, we need uh, positive people cheering us on. Uh, and so whether it's to, and I still uh, train people, um, uh, some of my close friends, my pastor and things of that nature. And we have accountability texts and things that I don't take money for it. But but at the end of the day, we all need that accountability. We really do. And people cheering you on, I mean, can make a big difference. I mean, that's why, you know, um, a lot of people enjoy races, whether it be a 5K yes. or something else. Yes. There's a finish line, and yes. there's people cheering for you, and yes. sometimes you get a medal. I mean, those are all, like, great, great oh, yeah. things. And, like, the push classes, a lot of times they're mm -hmm. clapping and cheering mm -hmm. at the end. But when you're by yourself on a, on a five mile or ten mile run, or when you're by yourself, you know, lifting weights, there's you're, 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 there's nobody cheering for you then. So you have to you put in the work, you know, uh, uh, you know during then as well, right? You know, even when you're kind of in that uh, kind of solemn, you know, by yourself mm -hmm. time. No, 100 percent, and that's why you 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 have those little people like Joey and Cole was my coach, and and uh, just to get um, an, an attaboy from her, she's done 21 full Ironmans and and so that was a big deal for me or to see past people or them past me or whatever and you encourage people just makes all the difference in the world uh, the uh, Eric my my friend that, that runs a big Eddie club uh, he's a uh, um, a, a uh, long distance ultra runner and yeah. and uh, he's run beyond the marathon yeah he's run hundreds and and he's training for Savannah to Columbus run, which is 250 miles. And run across Georgia. Run across Georgia. And, and um, as a matter of fact, he spoke to my managers not long ago because I just wanted somebody can sit here and say, okay, fine, I'm running 250 miles. That's a different mindset, right? And, again, he does a great job running Big Eddie Club. He does a great job with his kids. He does a great job as a person. And so that's the other thing is, too, uh, and I say this politely, there's no such thing as we don't have time. 
that, you know, once in a blue moon, I'll see somebody that's working two jobs and going to school. But generally speaking, we can find that 30 minutes. You, you know, make you make the time for the things that you care about. Well, generally speaking, you're exactly right. Yeah, and 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 then it's that, and we talked about this in, you know, at the beginning and kind of mm -hmm. off mic too, is mm -hmm. finding that balance um, uh, with you know what whatever you believe in, your faith, yeah. your family, your work, your hobbies, mm -hmm. um, and sometimes those hobbies, whether it be like you know weightlifting, running. Um, tennis, whatever it is, sometimes those can like climb the ladder and they can be at the top sometimes, which can be a, a little, it can be unhealthy, right? Yeah, no, very much so. And, and that's why we have to be careful. And, you know, we talked about New Year's resolutions and I send out uh, New Year's resolution sheets to all my friends that are in us a balance. Okay. What's your goals for family? What's your goals for, for faith? What's your goal, physical goals, financial goals? And then we, and then you got to put them in balance, right? Yeah. And, and and then part of that is what well, we don't mean to, but all of a sudden we look up and, you know, did we start a day off, you know, with, uh, with prayer? You know, did we pray for other people? And and that's, that's one of the things in older life I've done a better job. I wish I had started more in early life, right? To to sit there and and uh, you know pray for other people to start the day off that way to dedicate myself to simply pray before we eat. Uh, to be at church uh, every weekend and just simple things like that, uh, just as you would, that's a dedication to faith, just as you dedicate yourself to run a marathon. You, you, you know, you, you can't say, okay, fine, I'm going to show up at a marathon three months from now. You had to train for it. Uh, and then ultimately, um, you know, understanding faith, it kind of works. The, the, the more we stay close to it, the more we talk to God, things like that, normally that affects our faith. And again, we're not perfect, and Lord knows I'm not, uh, and I'm not, not professing that. But again, that's, that's an important part of what we do, the, the God Amendment that we do that I talked to you earlier. Yeah, you, uh, were, you handed me a bracelet before we started a conversation, and the bracelet says, who will be in heaven because of you? And tell me about that, about, you know, it's, it's God a minute. Yeah. What question mark, as guess what it asks. So God a minute? Yeah, yeah, yeah God a minute. And, um, we, I met a uh, buddy of mine, uh, Jack Sieberman, uh I guess it's probably been five years ago now, just a great guy. And he had been in the hormone therapy business, a former gym owner. He was up in Chattanooga, Tennessee. And, and uh, he, he said, well, he said, let me send you this little text out. It was called Gottamit. I said, great. And it was, it was real encouraging and, and just, just a neat text. It was a great way to start a day off. And so I said, well, Jack, how many did you send out to? And I, I said, at that time, I think he said he sent 150 out every morning. And I said, well, I'm a pretty good promoter. I said, what if I get some guys behind it and we start promoting this thing a little bit more? And, and so um, now we're up to 3,500, and our goal is to go to a million. Uh, and uh, part of that is from the standpoint that it's real simple. Um, it's to encourage people and ultimately to lead people to Christ. Um, but... Uh, Jack uh, started was um, he, one of his sons was not doing well, had an addiction issue. And Jack said, I just wasn't communicating in a proper way. So he started communicating through Texas. And all of a sudden that communication turned around. This son turned around and just uh, it turned out to, you know, got away from all of his addiction, did well. And so he took that text that he was sending to his son and then started uh, sending it to his uh, friends. And so Again, that's just one way that we take the time to encourage that sort of thing. And, and so part of that is to turn around and say, okay, fine, did you tithe at your church? And then there's offerings, and there's offerings of time. 
And so to take the time to promote Got A Minute or the Valley Rescue Mission, I'm big buddies with Mike Gaiman, and I think that's a great organization. A lot of he, good was on, he was on the podcast about a month or two. Ago. Okay, yeah, I can't, can't bra brag on Mike enough. And, and, uh, but again, just to take the time in our busy schedule to say, wait a minute, you know, because I'm just like everybody. I have to make sure I pay my bills every day. But at the end of the day, are we giving back? And that creates that balance. And then, um, you know, it's it's you don't do it for the blessing, but then you get blessed for it. And you have to make those. You have to make it an appointment. I mean, whether it means writing it on your calendar physically, putting it on your calendar on your phone, yes. make an appointment with your with your spouse. Yes. Uh, make an appointment yeah. with God. Make an appointment uh, with working out. Yes. Because uh, sometimes if you don't like, you know, um, make an intentional effort to uh, you know get in the word or go to the gym or you know um, go on a date night you know then sometimes those things just kind of you uh, take them for granted and they just don't happen it, jason you said it perfectly we just got to put it on schedule uh my pastor bill purvis and and brent purvis tell me you know it, you know show me your calendar show me a checkbook and i'll tell you what you care about right uh, and and uh, i was having breakfast with uh um, matt garner uh a week ago and just such a great guy and uh and we were talking about quiet times in the morning i said well one thing's helped me i said in my study i just put my devotion out there the bible out there and so when i walk in to get to my work stuff i have to move it and, and matt was saying you know i did the same thing you know and so here's a couple of guys comparing notes of how to be better does that make sense well we can compare notes he just got through running a half uh, marathon himself so we can compare notes on running we can compare notes in how to improve our faith we can compare notes and how to be you know better family better husbands and that sort of thing so i think with our with our you know fitness and faith our life yeah. in general if we think we've arrived and oh we're there you know we we've we've hit the we've hit our pinnacle and and then we kind of you know rest on our laurels but i mean i think if you um have that attitude and i think you know um the the recently retired alabama head coach nick saban yeah. great example you know he won a championship and just wasn't wasn't happy like mm -hmm. i mean not that he he wasn't celebrating but he was like you know we can be better you know, always striving to be better better even if you're undefeated you know mm -hmm. striving to be better i'm sure like when you were the the the, the record holder for uh, the alabama bench press you weren't <laughs> like okay well i'm done now i'm not going to be lifting weights anymore right <laughs> yeah no and 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 as we say in and again part of this is understanding uh you know life is a journey now we we're fortunate we have wins uh, uh but but it's defining those wins uh and really what really puts you at peace and gives you that real peace of mind a peace of heart and uh so that uh you know you can you know it, it's it's just say how can i have that same feeling i did when you know i finished the airman or finished the marathon and that sort of thing and, and really you know indirectly we can have that same feeling when we get up every morning if we just relax yeah, yeah and, and and know that you know how lucky we are yeah, I know you got the half Ironman coming up. So, uh, do, do you still like look at the numbers for bench press? Are you still trying to like hit a certain hit a certain number, or that those days are gone? No, no, I, I still compete. You know, uh, you know, in my mind, I can still. You know, I got lucky in in, in Florida. I had a really good day, and um, and I didn't know because I normally just check who I beat. Did I beat the guys I went down there with? Right, and, and, and at any age, and so that particular year. Uh, it's called an all-world athlete that Ironman have, and it's in the top. My time, uh, twelve twenty-four was the top ten percent in the world that particular year. And and so I got a letter, and Joanne explained to me what it was, and it was a big deal. And and so how blessed I was, right, to be able to accomplish that. 
But no, I'm that guy. I, I really want to continue, not just to finish. I want to have a great race. I want to have a good time. And if I if I don't, is there a certain amount of disappointment? There is, but I'm always I'm always proud that I did the work to finish. D does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, and then the other thing is when it comes to the weight training, uh, you know, those you know I've torn a tricep now. I have different things going on, but I I still lift because I know it's healthy for me and uh but but it's still fun and and i you know i've trained a uh um a couple of guys in south georgia now and one of them you know he's lost like 75 pounds and uh you know he's training for a half ironman in augusta the other guys uh want to squat 500 and and, and bench press uh 405 and and they're both on track two different separate goals and it's really neat because i run these two guys a couple of years ago and uh, it's fun watching them because it gets back to I know I'm put on earth to encourage. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I I, I appreciate your uh, your time, Charlie Lindsay, and thank you so much. And for you know, I mean, you've you've put in a lot of work in 50 years into the health and fitness industry, but also, uh, you know, your legacy is one of, of faith as well. And and uh, and so I think that you know that that says a lot about you. And, and uh, so uh, I appreciate it. And we'll uh, maybe we'll go uh, we'll go running or, or biking sometime. If you'll slow down for me, <laughs> I'd love to, Jason. That'd be great. <laughs> as long as you slow down on the weights. You yeah. Know, <laughs> All right. That's great. No. We'd love to. Thank you for your time and thanks for what you do. Yeah. This is a big deal. So thank you. Really appreciate the sincerity of Charlie joining me, talking about his passions in the health and fitness industry, which again, he's been in for five decades, and also about fitness and prayer, his commitment to pray uh, with his staff on, on you know everyday basis before business meetings, making that a priority so important, uh, Where whatever you do in life, with your work, with your family, by yourself, when nobody's watching, as it talks about in the Bible. So I uh, really appreciate Charlie and uh, appreciate uh, his uh, his passion for going to work out and, and building your body up. This body's a temple. As we as we talk about spiritually as well, and uh, speaking of getting back into things, I, I actually went back to the gym this week on Monday. I'm trying to make a commitment to go at least once or twice a week, along with my 30 to 50 miles of running every week. And I went to a core class, only 30 minutes, but I listened. The next morning, I felt it in my abs, a little bit in my shoulders, my hips. So I mean, it's doing the right thing. I think the more I do it, maybe I'll hurt a little less, just a little bit of aches. But uh, I guess that's a, that's a good pain, right? Good. To, good pain to have. And we're going to, you know, speaking of prayer, we'll close this podcast out in just a few minutes in prayer as we do uh, every episode. But once again, just thanking Charlie for um, a great conversation. He's a, he's a great example for all of us, uh, body, mind, and spirit. And he talked about a few other folks along the way um, and, and with Max Fitness. And uh, actually, I have uh, three other podcasts that I've done over the last, uh, since 2019, with other folks from Max Fitness here in Columbus, Georgia. Episode number three, all the way back four years ago, with Lauren and Kathy Fuller, who are still an um, integral part of management there at the gym. Uh, they are bodybuilding newlyweds. They were, at least back then, who are coaching others to uh, meet their fitness 
fitness goals. So uh, definitely check that episode out. You know, I maybe sounded a little different four years ago. Uh, also, uh, Run the Race, episode number 66. Uh, a guy that uh, was, has been a regular for years at Max, Eric, who is an active 90-year-old who motivates others uh, to go to the gym, to work out, no matter your age in life. And he also has some secrets to life as well. And then episode number 145, a little more recently, maybe about a year or so ago, the Askews, who are also uh, still big in the health and fitness industry. They're a husband and wife gym trainers who give you steps to a healthy body and a healthy marriage. And he also mentioned Society Fitness, which he helped create. Back on episode number 96, a couple years ago here on Run the Race, I had uh, I had them on, uh, the Garners, uh, married gym owners who motivate you to get fit spiritually and physically, which is what we talk about here on a regular basis. And so uh, looking forward to continue doing that over uh, maybe who knows how long. We're going to be on episode number 200 here in just a few weeks or months. And uh, as promised, closing now in prayer, dear, dear God, just uh, thank you for this time together. Help us to continue to keep moving. Moving, uh, not only our bodies but our spirits, and to to look in your word on a regular basis, and to uh, go and work out and get moving and move spiritually, physically, all those things. Lord God, just help us, give us discipline uh, to to know you more, to to strengthen our bodies so that we can be witnesses for you, for Christ. And uh, Lord God, just thank you for Charlie, all he does uh, for um, you know for your kingdom and for health and fitness and and preaching all those things that are so important in life. And uh, Lord God, just thank you for this opportunity on this podcast, this platform to uh, to glorify you and to talk about how we can all improve each other and and give each other a helping hand. In your name we pray, Amen. So, like you said, just just get moving, no matter what it is. Find out something you love, something you enjoy, and uh, you know, start small, kind of. Sneak your way into fitness, uh, sneak up on it, like Charlie says. And so, uh, once again, we'll be talking about that. Uh, continue to do that on the run, the race, and uh, my birthday, Valentine's Day, coming up soon. Make sure to buy those gifts now for your loved ones. And because uh, we want to show love, God is love. So, thank you so much for joining us for Run the Race. Until next time, have a blessed week. <laughs>